But the reality is we're human. And when we're on social media and we're only seeing the highlight reel, when something human pops up, something relatable, something vulnerable, that builds trust. Then what I have to do is offer them something that has a high enough perceived value to overcome their desire to not get pitched or spammed or bothered or annoyed. I have to go on a gut level first and foremost. What sells me? How do we take some of the repetitive, quote unquote, bureaucratic tasks out of the hands of the rep and automate those to free up time for them to spend selling? How can we create a place where it's positive, where there's nothing but motivation, education, and inspiration? And how can we do it consistently? Five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining the Digital Selling Secrets podcast. On this podcast, we talk about sales, leadership, and digital transformation. Today, our co-host, Jerry Manicro and myself, we're going to be talking about marketing and sales. And uh, the topic of the kind of the general theme for the conversation is show, don't tell. But before we jump into that, Jerry, how you doing? Hey, good morning, and thank you, Gary. Thanks for the... Uh warm intro. And yeah, even before we start into any of these things, uh, could you talk a little bit about our sponsors, please? Absolutely. Um, B2B Digital Selling Secrets uh, is our sponsor today. Uh, if you haven't uh, read this book, it's a short book, but packed with valuable content on how to sell using technology. Um, it is not a data analysis book by any means, but we do talk about how to use some of the data you see online some of the tools online to sell, especially in the environment that we're in. Uh, if you want a free copy of it, go to www.b2b, the number two, digitalsellingsecrets.com. And uh, if you don't like getting free stuff, just go to Amazon and buy it. Thank you. And um, our other sponsor, the glasses you're wearing. Um, well, uh, not a sponsor, but could be a sponsor uh, eventually. Uh, but but there are, there are some... Um, glasses that I'm that I'm wearing here for ocular migraine that are that are made from axon optics um, and if if you stare at a computer a lot and you have I think it's more common with like light colored eyes I don't know uh, but I know if I stare at a computer for a while I'll get those uh, little ocular migraines and um, these aren't blue light blockers these are actually axon optics which are uh, very helpful they're a little pricey but I promise you they're they're worth it especially if it means putting you out of commission for a couple hours because of a, a migraine. So if you can avoid that, which I have, thankfully, um, they're, they're, they're pretty awesome. So. Thanks Gary. And uh, we'll have a link in the description about those, uh, about those glasses as well. With that, let's kick it off. And, uh, and you said, we're going to be talking a little bit about marketing and sales and we all did show and tell as kids, but what do you mean by show, but uh, not tell? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's a lot of gurus or influencers or, you know, different types of, there's all kinds of titles, but basically people online that are saying, I'm the expert in this, right? And I think it's important to not just say you're an expert, but show you're the expert. Get, put out valuable content, actually help people. And uh, from having my own business and, and seeing some of the, the people that I follow and respect, I, I think that's, that, that makes a difference. Because think about it, if, if let's say you're a marketing professional and you, you're saying, look, 
I'll make a website for you, but then you go to that marketing professional's website and it doesn't look very professional, then you may have hesitation to working with that, that person. That's just one example. That's a, that's a great point. And uh, I think that's uh, a lot of what, what it is when it comes to sales. We, when we're out there talking to a customer, offering a solution, just talking about it is not going to help them. But to be able to demonstrate how we could help them solve their pain points or their problems with the solutions that we have to offer. And that's, you know, show me what you can do for me, as opposed to, you know, just stop talking. Have, have, you, ever, have you ever had that happen to you, Jerry, where somebody says, look, come to me and uh, I'll help you with this. But then you, you do a little bit further evaluation and you find out either they had bad reviews or maybe they uh, they aren't quite what they were saying they were. It's happened more often than not. So um, I'm reading a book right now by Malcolm God Gladwell, and he was talking about how we default to trust and default to truth. Uh, people are telling the truth. And maybe these uh, influencers are legends in their own minds, and uh, they they believe that they're what they're telling is the truth, and they believe in everything that they're saying. But it may not be up to snuff, up to what you're looking for. And that's very disappointing for anybody and everybody at the receiving end to to have a sort of expectation and then after it's over it's something else and i think i think from what you said to be able to show and not just tell makes a big difference to be able to demonstrate and show the different uh, products that we have i mean just in my own sales career whether it was my own business ages ago or in the corporate world Simple thing is customer testimonials for the customers to just say, hey, this is what I've done. That's a great way of showing as opposed to just telling. So don't take my word for it. Listen to my customers. You know, and it's unfortunate in some cases it can go the, it can go the other direction as well. Like, have you ever heard the phrase? I think everybody has perception is reality, right? Yes. yes. So you may have somebody that's actually good at something, but when you go to their profile online or their site online or look at their content online, it, it's not congruent with what they're saying. So it, it causes a lack of trust, but in reality, they might be really good at whatever they're advertising or whatever you heard that they're good at. And, um, and I've done this myself. I mean, you think about if you put different, very different types of content online and it's not congruent at all. It's not connected. It may look like that, that guy that, yeah, I don't know, you ever see the movies or heard of the guys that, that open up their jackets and they got all, you got watches on one side, they're selling watches. And then on the other side, they're selling something else. And right. it, it, it kind of appears like that when you go online and you're looking at this, like, Hey, I heard this person's really good at, I don't know. I'd use websites a good, as an example, just cause that's a common thing. And, um, they're not only talking about websites, but they're talking about selling homes and um, fixing cars. They're telling, talking about all these things. And it's like, is this guy just trying to, to make, just trying to make, make a quick fun. buck? Yeah. Right. Or is he really good at that? Right. I, I remember um, we had talked to a guy who was talking about how, um, how he, he, understands the influence uh, how to be an influencer um, on on social media and I was talking about how to do posting and stuff like that 
and uh, they they he spoke about how he posted a thing about a uh, about a um, a vet uh, a war veteran and and how it went viral now the fact is that two things here one is that post was not his he forwarded a post from somebody else and two it had nothing to do with anything that he he did so how was that uh, a post about a veteran um a demonstration of what he of his capabilities all it showed is that he appropriated the sentiments of uh, of people towards towards uh, the armed forces and that same person goes out sells insurance and then maybe, uh, like you said, maybe making car, fixing cars, maybe doing real estate. So what are they trying to do for you? They're not demonstrating, not showing. That, that's a great point. Actually, I was actually talking to my wife a little bit about this earlier this week. Um, the engagement you get on social media can be a false um, sense of reality, I guess. If, for example, you mentioned the, the post about veterans. That's great that he mentioned veterans and everybody should mention veterans. My dad, my family were veterans. But if you're trying to equate a post you posted about veterans and get an engagement on that to your business, like it doesn't really. Um, it makes no it, sense. It, it, it's, yeah. As far as a post online, I guess your business could do something for veterans to where, you know, you give a percentage of your profits or something to veterans or that sort of thing. But, it, yes, but there was no mention of that there, right? Yeah. So. If it's just a random post, then it's, um, but you, you see it a lot on uh, Instagram too. So you think about some of the, um, some of the women, I'm just going to put it out there. Some of the women on, on Instagram that are half dressed and, and running businesses um, and they're getting a lot of engagement from men that are just, um, <laughs> you know, liking their, po liking their photos. And, uh, most of the comments in the comment section are just the fire emoji, like you're hot kind of thing. But does that mean that they want their business skills? Does that mean they want actually help with their business? I, I don't think so. I mean, from what I looking on the outside, it doesn't look like they're commenting about her business They're And, um, it's unfortunate that, uh, you know, I just think it can, it can create kind of a false sense of awareness. And it depends That's on a, your goals. Though. If, if no, yeah, you, you made a really good point. One of our uh, previous guests, Professor Amy Vanderveer, at when we were talking about that, uh, there's that one influencer, she had 30,000 or 300,000 followers, something like that. It was a huge number. Uh, it was a huge number on, on Instagram or something. And so she, she, she rolled out her line of clothing and uh, over a course of over a course of time I think a month or two months or something she could only sell three or four three or four t-shirts and then she put up a post that said that you know I thought all you people supported me and nobody did and this is disappointing blah 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 and then people started tearing into her saying that just because you're an influencer doesn't mean that you can sell and that doesn't mean that anybody needs to buy your clothing and then she took down that post and we were discussing that on our on our pod and then uh, professor amy made a good point she said in order to sell three t-shirts you don't need thirty thousand followers you just need three so it has nothing to do with <laughs> being an influencer 
or like you said, uh, taking posting pictures of yourself wearing being scantily clad because it had absolutely nothing to do with with uh, with the business. It was just it was a great example of telling versus showing what you can do for the person. There was no value provided. Yeah, and I, I really think there's some misconceptions of what sales is all about online right now from from a lot of people. Um, and I've I've made a lot of mistakes online as well. So I'm not I'm not on my high horse here, and I still do. You're you're gonna see lots of mis. If you you know if you go to my profile, you're not gonna see the the, uh, the perfect. Um, profile that you ever see, but I'm constantly trying to improve. I'm constantly trying to learn. And, and that's part of the reason for these conversations is uh, we share ideas. We share, uh, you, I mean, you may get one nugget from this conversation that you might want to try. Um, but one thing, one thing that I've seen in online marketing and in-person marketing and Jerry and I, we both have sales background in a B2B environment, business to business environment. And it still boils down to knowing, liking, or and trusting the person, whether it's online or in person. And and you, you still have to think about what the perception is that's being created. Um, Jerry, any, any thoughts on that? I, I agree with you 100% there. Um, when it comes to sales, yeah, I also have a marketing background. And um, so the, the, the marketing piece is about delivering or or creating a message, and and sales is delivering that message. So you when you're online, those those lines between the two start blurring, and with the with the blurriness of that, it is up to the person on a digital scale to find a way to create trust between themselves. And the person on the receiving end who's looking at the social media, you build that trust, you get them to like you and get them to know you by demonstrating value, by demonstrating what you can actually do. And people will buy. There was a, and I can't remember his name. This guy was not really an influencer. He became an unknowing influencer. He was a carpenter or a handyman actually. And on social media, he's just started showing how to do things to fix things around the house. And that's just what he was doing. And, and some of the uh, uh, social work he was doing in his local community, it blew up. And now he's getting business beyond his beliefs. Right? He's come on national TV and stuff like that. But he never once asked, hey, buy from me. He never once said, um, this is my thing. Uh, all he did was he continuously showed value in what he could do. He demonstrated over and over again that, hey, I know what I'm doing. I know exactly what I do. And this is what, what I do for people. And it was never once, hey, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. Try me out. Try me out. Try me out. It was never that. It was all about demonstrating and showing value. And yeah, that and value is kind of a buzzword right now. And, and it's very important. But if, if you're not sure exactly what that means, it doesn't mean talking about the technical specifications of your product and that sort of thing. It's, that's not the value. The value is what does it do to help your client reach their goal, what it, whatever it is. Excellent point. So uh, one of the sales team members that I work with uh, he was trying to memorize all the specs and we were going in for a sales call and he was telling me, Jerry, I'm, I'm, uh, and so I'm, 
for those of you who don't know, um, I, I'm a physician and I, I work in the medical device uh, device environment, and uh, we have to work with these devices to take care of patients. And sometimes the specs are really crazy. And one of my sales team, he was, when we were going in, he's like, Jerry, I'm really nervous. I can't remember all the specs. And I said, man, you're a clinician. What's, why are you so nervous? And he said, because I can't remember all the parts that go in here. I'm not an engineer. I said, that's the thing. You're not an engineer. You're going into a clinical uh, clinical place. Do you think they would care what kind of battery is in there? No, they would care more about the fact that it's not going to catch on fire, right? He said, yes. They'll care more about how long it'll last so that it can take care of the patient. He, he said, yes. I said, so why are you worrying about all the specs and what, you know, what thingamabob goes inside there and what squirrel is running and what cage? Nobody cares about that. It's about the exact solution to that customer's problem. Exactly. That's value. The crazy thing is that's happening online too. So it, it happens in my, I'm in the uh, air conditioning or energy business, uh, performance buildings, whatever you want to call it. But basically we, I help clients reduce their energy spend in their building and create more productive environments for their clients and employees as well. Uh, but we have some very technical products that we can implement, right? Could be an air conditioning system, could be a lighting system. It could be, you know, any system in the building that uses energy, but it's easy to get caught up in the tech specs. I mean, does the client really care, you know, what the gauge thickness of the uh, air handling unit is? Do they care about what type of fans being used or, or coil? Now, they only, they only care about that stuff if they know it's, it's adding value and solving their problem. But right, exactly. And that's more of the how, uh, how it's going to solve their problem. But if, at first, you, you got to talk about what problem it's going to solve in the first place. Yes, exactly. But if you look at LinkedIn and other social platforms, especially LinkedIn, because LinkedIn is kind of the business platform, but you can see it in, in Facebook groups as well that are more business oriented. And people are just set, are just constantly posting about the specs of their stuff, of their equipment that they're selling or the service that they provide. And it's like a nonstop bad advertisement of, of um, or bad sales pitch of not everybody, but there's a lot of it out there. And I get spam. My, I get my inbox get spammed with stuff and nobody knows anything about me and what I'm trying to accomplish, but I'm getting inundated with um, brochures and uh, other links and all kinds of things. And, and, I don't know. I just think in the marketing world, now that sales professionals are in the marketing world, it's still important to understand your client first, what they're trying to accomplish. Do a little bit of research, have a conversation, set up a call with them, send a message and ask. Um, I'm pretty, I I like to think I'm pretty friendly in my messages. So if like somebody's actually trying to engage with me, like a, like a social event or asking me a question, I'll, I'll communicate back. But if I get a three paragraph, um, message with a bunch of specifications and brochures and stuff. I, I, I won't even, I don't have time to read it. I mean, it's not like I'm on social media all day long. No, that's, that's, that's a really good point. Uh, and I'm laughing because I'm thinking about the amount of spam that I get on LinkedIn, um, especially from people that want to connect. I saw your profile, very impressive. I look forward to connecting with you and you're like, okay, whatever. And now I'm a little more discerning, but before I'd be like, okay, fine. I'll, um, I, I don't mind connecting. 
And before you know it, either the same day or within two days, I get I get this uh, this spiel. Hey, I work with clients to increase their um, website traffic, or I work with X Y Z, and we can provide you this, 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 and this. You want to set up a fifteen minute call? I'm like, dude, I never asked for any any of this. How do you know I I'm even looking for this? Why are you already bombarding this? bombarding me with this. So to your point, this is a lot of the telling as opposed to showing me something where I might consider there may be some value for me. You don't even know what I need and you're already trying to sell me something. Absolutely. And <clears throat> excuse me. And that's what it ties back to, to data and technology. When I talk about data and technology, I'm talking about spending a little bit of time to get to know, get to know the other person first. Yeah, you know, what are they engaging with online? I mean, what are they liking and sharing? What what's the data associated with that? And then what's their profile say? You know, what are they trying to accomplish? What do they care about? But it's so easy to get caught up in um, a lot of information or data with without truly trying to understand what the person's trying to accomplish and whether that's in person or virtual. It's at the end of the day, they're still people. It's not like they're just because they're online there yeah no sorry to cut you off there i'm so glad you said that because this uh, this thing about data gets so people get so caught up in that um, by saying data they have these numbers that they that some marketing guy and i'm not no knock on marketing people i you know i did my mba specialized in marketing and i worked in the marketing department for several years at a at a Fortune 100 company, so no knock on them as well uh, either. But the fact is, just because you have data doesn't mean anything. Um, because somebody fits in a particular jar doesn't mean that they really want your product. You have to do exactly what you said, Gary, which is you got to go out there, understand your customer, find out what they do. They really want this or not. Otherwise, you're just simply spinning your wheels and wasting your time and you're wasting your customer's time. Absolutely. And, and if you try to make it too transactional, especially with, I mean, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the types of solutions I provide are, are multi-million dollar solutions sometimes or hundreds of thousands of dollars. And somebody's not just going, it's not a transactional thing. I mean, if, if people are going to spend that kind of money, they have to have some trust there and that you actually care about what they're trying to accomplish. And I'm sure Jerry in the medical field, it's, it's no different. Oh, exactly. I mean, you're, we're talking about people's lives here. And so if I'm just out there just trying to hawk a product, it turns it turns very transactional. Then the, then the question comes, well, we're taking care of people. Don't you care? Yeah, it, it all ties back to that trust factor and like and, and, and showing showing that you're credible and showing that you care. And I and um, I, I think that ties back to our initial theme show don't tell. And actually prove that you are who you say you are, either through the content you put out or the things you do or, or uh, how you represent yourself online. Um, and it, it's a constant thing. Uh, and technology is always changing. People are changing. You have different personalities and perspectives. So, and it's not easy, um, especially online, because online, you're, you're, it's not like in person where you can really get a feel on who that person is when you're sitting across from staring them in the eyes looking at their body language and, and really get to know someone online, you, you only given a small amount of, of information or data to, uh, to, to develop a, 
a perception of someone. I agree with you, man. Um, it looks like we're getting close to time. Um, any, any last thoughts, Gary, on this? No, no, uh, just um, it, it's a work in progress for me. I'm sure it is for you, uh, Jerry, as well. But really think about that trust component, really building that trust, uh, being genuine, and actually caring about the other person on the either on the other side of the computer or the person sitting across from you. It's, there's no difference. Um, so that's it. And just want to give another shout out uh, to our sponsor, B2B Digital Selling Secrets. Get a copy of uh, a book. It's jam-packed with how to sell in person and online using technology and data. And um, you can get a copy of it on Amazon or get a free copy at B2B, the number two, B2B, digitalsellingsecrets.com. I want to thank you all for tuning in and stay tuned for a future episode of the Digital Selling Secrets podcast.